Welcome to the Nile Talk Show. Well, welcome back to the Nile Talk Show. <laughs> I guess today is the co-founder. Well, are right, because we have two. Co-founder of um, Newark Water Correlation. All oh, right, I got it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and not only that, Saber, yeah. <laughs> I'm getting good, girl. You Saber, <laughs> who is the co-founder of the Newark Water Coalition, and we're not gonna forget the young man here, Anthony Diaz. See, yes. I got that right. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> who also is the co-founder of Newark Water Coalition. Okay. Yes. Okay. So um, today they're gonna talk about their foundation and. Um, Along with the protest, we all saw that protest, right? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. There we go. Question: As we look at that pro this protest here, can you please tell me what made you guys actually chose the MTV Viewing <laughs> Awards to do the protest? This is great footage. I've never, yeah, I've never the seen this. Really I've never seen that, and that's amazing. Yeah. I do my um, research. Oh, that's well, <laughs> well, as soon as I knew the Video Music Awards were coming to Newark, that's when I said we have to rally and do something around this. That's when you have all these celebrities in the building. You know, you have a lot of people who are you know, celebrities who try to be activists as well. So let's try to make sure we can broaden this uh, movement around the crisis as much as possible. So as soon as I knew they were coming to Newark, that's when we hopped into action and started planning around it and trying to be really strategic and make sure that we get the message across like, hey, there's a problem in Newark right now and the world needs to hear about it. You know what? That was a good strategy. I mean, I cannot lie. <laughs> I mean, at all then, we know that was the first time they was here in Newark and that was like, okay, celebrity people waiting out there. Mm. Right. Protest. Right. Because we weren't certain if the what the what's actually happening in Newark was gonna have a platform at the VMAs, right? MTV mm -hmm. they come here, they make a lot of money, they get a lot of cameras here, they do a lot of movement. But the city is as important as the event, right? Because without Newark it wouldn't happen like that. That is so true. You know? So it's important that people come and they get they give them they give back a bit. You know, whether it's through education, they take what they learned from what we said and they go back to their states or wherever they came from for the uh, for the awards and they tell people about what's going on. Because otherwise, we don't know if they would have gotten that information. Can you tell me a little bit about the uh, what made you guys found it, found the Newark Water Coalition? What is your mission statement? So our mission statement is ultimately clean water for Newark. Clean water for Newark is there, it's here, <laughs> right there. you know, it's, it's, it's at every one of our meetings. The idea is that right now we're in a public health crisis, right? And for a long time now, people haven't considered what is going on in Newark a crisis. And it's because they were getting information from different sources that kind of made them feel like there wasn't a problem. But there's information, evidenced information from 2016 that Newark has been having issues with elevated levels of lead. Oh. And so, in 2018... We started organizing around this issue. We realized that the city 
there was a lot of issues with the narrative that the city was pushing, and we wanted to make sure that we could p make sure the residents were getting the right information. And so we really started, you know, doing canvassing and teach-ins around, hey, these are the issues, these are the facts, people, you need to protect yourselves. Err on the side of caution. Mm -hmm. Make sure you're getting the testing that you need. Make sure you're getting the filters. Make sure you're getting all the resources that the city is putting mm -hmm. out there. So, you know, we wanted to make sure that, you know, oftentimes there's a lot of populations in the city that kind of get forgotten about. And we don't want those populations forgotten, especially in times like this. Okay. So what was the origin of the protest? So I would say it started with um, just the idea and really working with the groups that have worked with us in the beginning. So you have the Green Party, Extinction Rebellion, uh, the Black Panthers. These are all organizations that when I first initially brought up the concept of a protest, they were all signed on board immediately. There was yes. without question. And it, you know, obviously it ended up being this big event, but we had no idea in the beginning, right? We had no idea what we were gonna achieve there. And so what was great about it is that you have these different groups with these different networks that would probably never ordinarily make contact, but you have a situation that, you know, a crisis that brought them together. And we were able to accomplish a lot. And what's great is that there's momentum going forward. Right. And that these groups are still working together, still in Newark, still trying to make sure that, that we bring attention to this issue. Can I just add on sure. to that? So the biggest thing, like the underlying point of the protest is to remind people that like Superman is not coming to save you. You yes. know, there's no outside force that's going to come, wave a wand and fix your lead in your water, change the fact that your children are lead poisoned or anything like that. We need people to get together. And this was an opportunity for a while, as many cameras were around, to get people to recognize, like, hey, only people power could have gotten this done. Only people power is going to get the rest of this project done. You know, it's not just some paper or statement released by an administration saying, we'll fix it, right? Like, it's people on the ground doing the work. So the protest is a way of really, like, amplifying that. So did you guys, like, have any problem with the mirror of, um, Newark in terms of helping you guys to rectify this situation with the lead poisoning? Because I know on my, based on my research, I, I had read that they compare the Newark water crisis along with the Flint right. in Michigan yeah. water crisis. So therefore, it's not only in Newark, it's like worldwide. Yes. And when you that. said worldwide, do you think it's more in the urban area than the suburban or rural area? I would argue that if you look close enough at different states, like you will find an area that has been marginalized, an area that has been neglected, an area that has been preyed on, you know? Like some people find this to be like a health crisis and it just happened and some people think of it as like very institutional environmental racism, right? We find in these areas um, like urban areas, maybe areas that are stricken with poverty, all of these different environmental injustices. And just up the street, literally from Newark, just up the street in Montclair, a type of situation like this would never have happened. There wouldn't yeah. have been two years of dragging feet about what is going on with the water, a basic human right, had it been in a place like Montclair, or higher socioeconomic <laughs> status, had it been in a place like Princeton. Can you imagine? Mm -hmm. Right? No, you cannot. Mm -hmm. And so 
it's these areas that have been marginalized with black and brown people, you know, maybe unemployment rates are high, and we see that neglect is there, you know? We see that maintenance is not being kept up, and we see that corruption is there, right? You know, like... Yes, corruption is all over the place. I can vouch for what I'm going through, but it's not about me. We're going to stay on the subject here. <laughs> and it's not, like you said, it's not just New Jersey, you yes. know? It's not just New Jersey, but it is often, most likely, areas and communities like North. Yeah, that is true, and it, I'm just going to deviate a little bit. Mm -hmm. I, I know, like, with I'm a former teacher, like I explained earlier, and I had saw something like that as far as being deprived from, as you should say, black and brown students, as far as the education. I was teaching in old books, which, mm -hmm. like, expire, and here these other arrows, like you said, Short Hill, Montclair, Verona, Bloomfield, you know, they have their materials more updated. Mm. So I'm just saying... I can understand in terms of that as far as in the urban area, how they can be deprived and people wait, politicians wait too late to to really do something. They don't do anything unless you do like you guys did, protest, right. <laughs> freedom of speech, you know, until your voice oh. is heard and you elevate your voice, all of a sudden then they're like, oh, you know, they act on it, you know, so they, they act, you guys act on their reaction. Did I say that? A reaction on your action. There you go. You got it. You know what I'm going to I say got what you got. <laughs> <laughs> but so. I think that, that point is important because, um, you know, one of the things we like to talk about in the coalition is, is about treatment options, mm -hmm. right? And you were just talking about education and the funding for it and things like that. So we understand that these kids have been poisoned for over two years now, right? Right. What are we going to do going forward for these children? How are we going to remedy this situation? How are we going to provide them financially through the rest of their life and make sure that they can live a life worth living? These are the things that aren't being talked about. And that's why, you know, we, we try to have that in, in each conversation as well. You know, and that's, that's true because we're talking about the lead, the high level lead in the water. It affects the brain. It's neurotoxic. Right. And then now what you have a lot of kids who's in special ed because now they are labeled of course, I'm coming to the education department because I love of that. My, my background. <laughs> because I, I actually, um, when I first started my in education, um, I was a teacher aide for people, mm. children with disability. I got to make sure I say the label right because I don't want people coming after me. Serious. You know? <laughs> and um, then I went to school to get certified to become teacher in a handicap. Mm. And I know some of the students that I had, you know, they had lead poison. And of course, with a lead, they said paint, but it's not just for paint. Right, soil, water, yeah. in the air, through certain types of ways that it can be transmitted. Right, you know, so yes, this is very important, you know, and in terms of how the residents is getting water, are people donating water to them, you know, bottled water, mm. because of course you can't drink it. So how are your organization is providing water for these residents? We do a distribution every Saturday at St. Lucie's Church uh, in North Newark, and we provide water for about 300 families a week. So these, uh, these cases are come from donations. Um, sometimes if we don't get enough donations during the week, we'll go out and purchase the water ourselves. 
We also do deliveries on Saturdays. So if you know if you can't make it out of the house for whatever reason, we will go to your house oh, and provide great. water for you. Um, yeah. We also do independent testing kits uh, provided by Rutgers University. That's we good. also offer this service. So, you know, we do a lot. We do a lot of work. And we have this, actually this Saturday, we're giving out filters. Oh. Yeah, so we, we had a lot, we had a big filter distribution event before, but then the filters went very quickly. The replacement really? cartridges went very quickly. Wow. So we just recently, um, with donated money, we just bought some filters that we can distribute this Saturday. I know back in way but when, I'm not going to tell my age, <laughs> but I used to love good water. I really did. Newark had some good it water. It had the oh, best. Boy. And where I live at, I said, let me go get me some jugs so I can go to Newark and get some water. Because <laughs> I was like addicted to Newark water back then, not now. Seriously. <laughs> well, because when we had all the factories, people made sure that they upkept and maintained, you know, the water supply, the, the, the service lines, things like that. We had the beer factories, you know, yeah, all the different yeah. factories, people were coming, Newark was lively, you know what I mean? And then that legacy kind of tapered off and then people stopped paying as much attention. I mean, we still own our own water, gratefully, you know, but so at some point, someone dropped the ball. May I ask where the Newark um, Water Reservoir is based out of? Do you know? So it's like northern New Jersey. Um, it's in the, it's in, there's a town called Wanakue. That's one of the, the reservoirs. The other one is the, the Pequannock. Um, okay. But I, I, it's like Milford area, just northern New Jersey, the forest type. So what do you think the root or the problem of the water led? Is it the um, pipes? So I'm not a scientist, and I'm also <laughs> not an engineer. But what I will say, <laughs> what I will say is that a few narratives have come out. One narrative is that it's not the service lines, it's the pipes in people's homes that are old, and that's where the concentrated lead is. There's another one that says, well, some of the service lines that go from the, the water reservoir into people's homes, some of those lines are affected because they're older, because they're rusted, because mm -hmm. they're corroded. And then another one is that possibly at the source there is contaminate, contamination, but not specifically lead, but other things that might like change the water source. So there's a few different narratives. What I personally believe, mm -hmm. as not an expert, as not a scientist or an engineer. <laughs> you guys got that engineer. <laughs> she's not claiming or proclaiming to be an engineer. Don't well, call and make these corrections. Oh, right, she's wrong. Right. So. What, I, what I do believe is that the service lines are definitely um, corroded and old and lead affected. And there are a lot of people's homes who are also old. And so that compiles to make a bigger elevated level of lead but I also do believe and call me what you want I do believe <laughs> that the, the source water is not well maintained either now let's say if it's the lead if, the, if it's the pipe wouldn't be the landlord or the person who owned the dwelling or home mm -hmm. should actually get their pipes inspected and change that I don't think that, I feel like that's an unfair thing to ask, right? Okay. So, you know, I'm not a homeowner, I know uh, Sabre is, but when you purchase a house, you purchase it with good faith that everything is working. And I know you have your own inspectors and things like that. But when you purchase a house, you just automatically assume, hey, the water that comes out of my pipes I are good. I didn't just say house, I say also apartment. Right. So also apartment. See? So see? just, you know, <laughs> I said house way, and right? apartment, you missed yeah. the end. <laughs> 
but the same thing. You go, you rent an apartment. You're like, hey, is there lead in this in the service line? You don't ask that. You just naturally assume everything is safe and up to code. And yeah, so when you move in, you know they like to throw this onus on the owners. But in reality, it's the city's issue, and it's the city's responsibility oh, right. to take care of this. And so, you know, how dare they, right? Yeah. How right. dare they? Because we, it is a source of pride for Newarkers, right? We have this water system. It's ours. We own it. And like you said, every time we mention this issue, the first thing everyone says, we had the best water. We oh, had yes. it. We had <laughs> it. And people's eyes twinkle up. So why can't we go back to that? Why this can we don't want this to be our legacy and it won't be our legacy, but we definitely need to do things better. That's that's true. This is true. That's true. So anything else you all want to add? Our well, social medias. Well, ultimately, what we oh. are continuing to do because people are saying like, hey, if your fight was to get clean water and, you know, what's being worked on now is the, the service lines and the city is giving out bottled water and the city is doing the filter program, it's like, isn't the fight over, you know? And so to that, we would answer, absolutely not. When everyone in Newark has clean water, the fight is over. Until that time, when people are still picking up water that they need to use for the week, when people are still having elevated levels of lead, when people are still frustrated or fearful that they cannot use this water to water their plants or give their pets water, you know what I mean? The fight is not done. So I have you guys, since this protest, which I may add was a lovely one too. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> have you guys seen any change? We have seen, uh, actually, uh, some volunteers came to my door and uh, wanted me to know that I could sign up to get water. So there is definitely a canvassing effort that has been happening um, by the city. They send out volunteers to let people know. So it's a part of their education. Now, I don't know if it has gone to everyone's house. I'm speaking for myself That's personally. Right. They came to my house. Um, I would say that the information still needs to be a lot more transparent about when they're, where they're getting certain information from. Yes. Uh, I think that's really important. I think it's really important to recognize that in a city like Newark, nobody should be asking for volunteers to do work. Actually, <laughs> Newark is the biggest city. Unemployment rates are really high. How dare you ask people to volunteer their time to go and do city's work? <laughs> Y'all can't cut a check for these folks. <laughs> but okay, that's here nor there. Um, what we've been trying to do is we still do a bi-monthly meeting to give people the new information that we have. We do have scientists that we work with, give new information about what's going on with the water. We are still telling people to get their bodies tested because if we don't document what's going on, it can be brushed over. It can be any kind of information can be put out about what is going on. Have you had any other people from other states reached out to you guys and said, okay, how can we be like affected like you guys to stage a protest so we can get some, you know, answers to our politician or send a message to our politicians. So did you guys have anybody from other states? Yeah, um, so we have uh, a few folks from uh, Flint, Michigan and Detroit that have helped us with a lot of our programming. Um, some folks in, from the DC area that has helped us just navigate this situation and make sure we avoid any pitfalls. 
one of the things that we really don't talk often about is how like people try to prey on this crisis and try to generate money off of it. So those are some of the things that we had to watch out for as well. And luckily, we've been talking to these folks, and they put us on to you know who to watch out for, who to talk to, who to work with. And then in New Jersey uh, itself, we have folks from Bloomfield and Elizabeth and Patterson reach out and say, hey, we have issues. We see that you guys have effectively organized. Can you, you know, can you give us some pointers? Right. So we're working on building a, a broader movement. Well, as always, they say always power in numbers. Definitely right. power in numbers. And not just around this issue. I mean, because Newark sells its water to like 20 to 22 other cities. They do? Yes. They sell water? To, yes. I did not know that. Okay, and, so, and so you will find people in these cities who are now recognizing that they get their water from Newark. Now they're like reaching out to us like, hey, so um, I heard you guys are doing testing. Could you help us out with that? Could you help us out with, you know, how you get the information? You know, where do you go? Do you go to the Kirk's office? Do you send an email? You know, like very mm -hmm. simple things, but the basis of organizing, you know? So people are reaching mm -hmm. out because now the information is out and you can't put a top back on it. You can't just tell people the water's fine and they believe you, exactly. right? Because show me the numbers. Show me the science that tells me my water is fine. Yeah, when you have the evidence, evidence doesn't lie, even exactly. though people can dispute, because you know you have some people with in black and white still would dispute the numbers, mm -hmm. but you laughing like, yeah, that happened to me. <laughs> you hit it right on the nose, girlfriend. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I do my best to be composed, right? And you know, but there's no, just... you don't have that poker face. You know I, that don't, poker face? I don't. <laughs> no, I remember. I'm right working on that. it. I'm working on it. <laughs> No, but seriously, um, it's, it's been work. Uh, so we are uh, NorkWaterCoalition at gmail.com if anyone has any kind of questions for us. I have a question. Um, when was the North Water Coalition was founded? What year? 2018. 2018? Mm -hmm. Oh, really? So this is We're like babies. Oh. Yes. <laughs> we're, we're coming up on our one year anniversary. Looking at yeah. this, it didn't look like you guys was crawling. It was like you like was veterans. <laughs> like, okay, I know what to do. Okay. Well, Anthony's an organizer, you know, and... Well, you did a good job. Right, <laughs> right. And when I talk, I get people to move. So... It's a, it's a, <laughs> it's a dynamic <laughs> So it's a, you know, it's a thing. And we worked hard. That's the thing, you know. When people believe in something. Now, had this been a protest for something else and it wasn't water, maybe people wouldn't have showed out like this. Right. You know, if it was something else. But when it is water, you notice how passionate people get, like how tragedy brings people together. Well, not in all cases, like I said. Well, that's like, true, too. But, you know, they always say, what's that, that, that term, um, teamwork, the dream work, dream the work. teamwork. Yes, yeah. yes. You know, so when you dream it, you team it, and you, it's always good when you have good um, people to back you up, yes. good supporter, yes. to actually to expedite a good protest. And some people do have protests, but you don't see a budge. Mm. But when you have so many people coming together and have the same mind like mm. and fighting for the same cause, yes. you know, it gives the higher up to say, okay, it's just not a 10 people protesting. So, okay, we're not paying attention. But when you have an astronomical amount of people protesting and standing what they believe, then they were like, okay, now this is going to be an issue, especially when you know election coming up. Yes. Oh, yes, definitely. Or when it affects the money. Yeah. When it affects, or it affects the their people. Yes. Their, their loved ones, their yes. children. Then they want to get involved, and it's just sad, you know. And 
what you guys did. You guys really did a good job. I mean, at, well, what I saw and what I read <laughs> <laughs> that you guys did. But that just a baby, 2018. Yeah, the first meeting was in December of 2018. Yeah. There was. So what made you think about saying, did you wake up and say, oh, let me just do a uh, water coalition, oh, co coalition. What, what made you actually Well, I had some free time together? in my schedule. And I was <laughs> like, you know, I just, I haven't founded an organization recently. And I was like, ah, I'm just going to make this happen. Let me do my own. Yeah, just do my <laughs> own. Um, actually, it was, uh, I give a lot of the credit to Sabre because a lot of it was worked out through conversations of like, hey, this is an issue. Hey, someone should organize around this. Hey, someone who has the network should, you know, nudge, nudge, uh, call for a meeting. And we called for a meeting, and, you know, I, I, I'm very honest about this. You know, I'm thinking, if I get five to ten people, this is successful. We had 30 people at our first meeting, and that blew me away. And then I was like, all right, maybe that's just, uh, you know, maybe it just got lucky. People didn't have anything to do. We had another meeting, and another 30 people showed up. So then it became, okay, people care enough about this. Right. Then we need to make sure that everyone has the tools. The reason why the Newark Water Coalition is so successful is because we have a strong team. And, and I cannot emphasize that point enough because, you know, people like to think, you know, clicktivism, this Facebook activism, but it's mainly about doing the work. And if you can't delegate that work, if you don't have effective people to rely on or to shoulder your burdens with and carry this fight or this struggle with you, then you're going to fail. So, like, you know, as much as we sitting here on this couch, like, to represent the coalition, it's made of a lot of moving parts, a lot Dynamic of moving people. people. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's good. So if someone wants to um, get involved or come to your meeting, where do they go? Well, they could go to Clean Water, the number four, Newark, and that's our Instagram, that's Twitter, um, Facebook, Newark Water Coalition, Clean Water for Newark. Send us an email, NorkWaterCoalition at Gmail, and the meetings are at St. Lucie's on 7th Avenue in Newark. And we have a meeting this Thursday. Meeting this, this Thursday, 6.30. If you're in Newark or whatever, you need to contact these people and get connected and get involved, you know, and I always say, you know, Again, with my issue, I say to people, you know, don't wait until it happened to you and then want to get involved. You know, get involved now. So when something like this happened to you, you already have a big, powerful team to back you up. Exactly. You know? Don't sit here and say, okay, yeah, I saw it. I don't want to be involved. It doesn't, it doesn't affect me because, mm. you know, that's what people always mm -hmm. say. It doesn't affect me. What do I care? Gotcha. Soon they affect them. Oh, where's that number at again? Right. Then you want to get involved. Right. You know? So it's like, get your voice heard, you know, and it's very important. So if someone wants to um, say, donate water to your organization, so they contact the information that you guys yes. sent out yes. to donate water. Do you guys, I know you guys accept the water donation. Yes, Monday through Friday, um, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. at the St. Lucie's Church Rectory. Uh, Saturdays, we are at the church distributing water, so you can also donate at that time. And we also have a GoFundMe if you search Newark Water Coalition. Um, that GoFundMe comes up as well. Oh, okay. So they can go on your page. As you guys do have, like, a, of course you did because I looked at it, <laughs> your, web, your web page. Yes. You guys do have different web pages yes. for the people. To my viewers, 
if you guys again once again want to get in connected you get in touch with these lovely beautiful people and like I said they did such an excellent job you know it piqued my interest you know and I'm quite sure when you saw the video I'm quite sure it piqued your interest as well <laughs> so um, once again I would like to thank you all thank you thank you here and I greatly appreciate it yes I like the vibes in here. Yeah. <laughs> like the vibes. <laughs> yes, yes, really yes. Yeah, well, you know, it's always good when you have that connected energy, make it better. But now, thank you for watching our little talk show at Princeton TV. Take care. Nine. Nine. I'll be blowing down Get it how I live I'm in the moment I could don't it You can never find it Quite as potent, quite like me Wait, I drink, you think there's shots in my IV Yeah, I'm sick, more than dope Bless the track, the Pope I be Catch a fence like the wind gates Highway the hell, I'm in that race You cannot tell, I'm going It just dragging balls all on their face Got Frazier pounds, heavyweight 